girls. I'm Sina. I'm Danielle. We want to focus on uh, television and movies in particular. Yes. Disclaimer that we are in no way film experts. A deep, like, dive. Be quiet. Whoa. I'm yelling. Back me up on this one. <laughs> Hey, you're listening to Two Girls Watch TV. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Two Girls Watch TV. I'm Danielle. And I'm Stina. Danielle. Yes. Do you want to tell them your good news? I turned 30 last week. And? I got engaged. (laughs) A lot. I did not know either of those things were happening. You weren't aware you were turning 30? No, I was aware of that. (laughs) I was aware of that. I did not know that I was getting engaged, uh, completely oblivious. And I guess like I'm really and truly easy to bamboozle. I think that's what I've fully learned is that I am easy to trick and lie to. It's usually me doing the surprising. So it's weird to be on the opposite end of a surprise. Well, I will tell you, um, as someone who was in on one of the things happening, I'm very grateful that you weren't as um, questioning as I was at my surprise 30th birthday party because you literally had to convince me on an entire phone call that I was Jessica daying myself. And I'm really glad that you didn't do that to me because I don't know if I would be as strong. We all know I'm not a good liar. So I'm very <laughs> grateful that you were easy to bamboozle. If that makes you feel any better. Well, I'm, I'm nice to know that I am a good liar ugh, because I feel like I'm a horrible liar. So what Christine is talking about is that after I got engaged, I thought that I was going to dinner with my parents. I even made a reservation at the restaurant we were going to and at one point I tried to change the restaurant and Nick was like no we should go to this place we said we were going to go this place and then he even said to me oh it's decorated so cute for Christmas we're like we've been saying we want to try this place out he was like very adamant that we were going I was like but I want to go to Moran's and I want to get a burger he's like we just had burgers and I was like okay but I did not know the whole way to the restaurant because I literally, I looked at my clock and I realized that it was 7.53 and I had a 7.45 reservation. So I literally called the restaurant to be like, hey, I'm so sorry, we're running late, we're right right down the block. Like that's how much I did not know that that party was going to happen. That I walked into that restaurant, called the, like on the way to the restaurant, called the place, be like, sorry, we're gonna be late. Thank God. Because when you FaceTimed me after you said that you got engaged, I was just getting out of my car. I parked in Jersey City and I was about to get the cake that was in my trunk. And I see that you're FaceTiming me. And so I just awkwardly backstep back into my car because there's all these restaurants behind me in Jersey City. And I'm like, she's going to know where I am. I have to go back in my car and pretend that I'm still driving. Well, when I, I hung, when I hung up with you from that FaceTime, a thought in my head popped in, which was, wow, Christina looks really nice. I wonder where she's going. <laughs> oh, no. I don't look nice often. So. 
I mean that as no offense to you, but you had like lipstick on, you like had a nice blazer on, you looked nice. I was like, oh, I wonder where she's headed off to. And then like it immediately just fell out of my head. Like not not thinking like, oh, Christine is going to be at my surprise 30th birthday. Christine's going to wind up at Light Horse Tavern. No, I just thought like, oh, she looks nice. Wonder where she's going. Hope she has fun. (laughs) (laughs) Got him. Got him. We got him. You got me. You got me good. We did. I just, we share everything with our friends. So I wanted to make sure that you shared this, this little celebration with our friends. Friends, we like to celebrate with you. So we're going to celebrate Danielle with this opening. Thank you. Thank you. Because if you really want to see how much I did not know I was getting engaged, just look at the picture of Nick and I getting engaged because I had not a stitch of makeup on my face. My hair was up in a claw clip. I just thought I was going for an evening walk. And also, if somehow this, like, if I can use this platform to just say a thank you, even if they will never listen to it, I have to thank the two random people in the park as we were getting engaged. First of all, there was a guy who saw us getting engaged and just decided to take pictures of the whole event And then as soon as we were like done and we hugged and we kissed and we were so happy, he went up to Nick and said, hey, I took pictures of everything. I just got engaged. Here they are. Give me your number. I'll text them to you. And then while that was happening, a a couple came up to me and was like, congratulations. We just saw you get engaged. You know, some random person took a picture of me when we got engaged. Can I take a picture of you guys? And she took our pictures. So... You know, you can really tell the demographic of downtown Jersey City are (laughs) people getting engaged because two people who just got engaged were like, here are all the pictures of you guys getting engaged. And you know what? Those random strangers are the real MVPs. Thank you, random strangers. Thank you, random strangers. You guys. I think that's so nice. I think that's really nice how that worked out for you. You know what? Next time I see someone getting engaged, I'm, first of all, I'm going to have to pay attention more to see if people are getting engaged around me. And I'm just going to take stealthily take pictures of everything. Be like, hey. You stealthily, but also you're going to have to hide the gasp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like stealth mode. Level 99, and then the gasp comes, and it goes all the way down to, like, three. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm very surprised I didn't gasp when he uh, got down on one knee. Instead, I just burst out into tears. I was going to ask you if you went, <laughs> No. But I guess not. Okay. No. Okay. I immediately started crying. And I also, I like that when you got engaged, you remember so many details of that moment, because I completely blacked out I don't even like remember at, like I, I felt like I was like I don't know like a, it's suspended in jello like I was just like what the hell is what is going what but like what my, the hell Nick my, it's <laughs> like you you know how Chris Drager is like my body's like a microchip the virus is a grain of sand that will completely ruin the microchip that's what my brain felt like I was just like like cannot compute cannot compute what's happening right now is this really happening right now I was literally gonna say cannot compute so it was still a very touching moment and you have pictures from it and that's awesome and then i got to celebrate with my all the people that i love with all the people (laughs) speaking of so oh so the other thing that i wanted to um before i knew you were getting engaged i had a different opening (laughs) (laughs) 
And so I was going to say, we didn't do it last week. So I was like, ah, oh, we'll do it the next time we record. Um, what, it, what if you could pick your top three Christmas songs that you like right now, what would they be? We can add to this list, but three that you really like that come to your head. Ready, go. Th- top three Christmas songs. Uh, Christmas Tree Farm by Taylor Swift. Um, um, oh my God. Christmas Wrapping by... Um, wh- what, who, who does Isn't Christmas? it The Waitresses? Yes, yes. Christmas Wrapping by The Waitresses. And... Um, Oh, you know what I was, I, so it was in this movie and it like reignited how much I loved it. Um, the Britney Spears, I'll be waiting here. Santa it was in this da- movie. What happened? It was in this movie. Yeah, I know. That's Wasn't what I was saying. It was in this movie and it reignited oh. my, my love of the song. It's by Britney Spears, uh, San- My Only Wish This Year. Is that that's the name right. of the Yes. I, my Only Wish, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Because you know so, what I think about when I listen to that song? Because in this movie, they have their own little dance to the song. You remember yes. when we were toy soldiers and we had a dance to the song where we go, Christmas tree. We like had a whole, like we pantomimed a Christmas tree. That's right. Yeah. We did. We did. Oh my God. You unlocked a memory <laughs> for me. Wow. I was also just talking to someone about how we were toy soldiers today. Really? <laughs> yes about how we sang Christmas songs and we forgot all the words. And one by one, the three or four of us that lined up to sing, one toy soldier looked down the line and nobody did the rest of the words. Nope, nope, nope. Guess we don't know that we one as well as we thought we did. We sang the first two lines of Here Comes Santa Claus and then I looked at you, you looked at whoever else was there and all of us had no idea what we were doing. Yeah, I mean, typically I was hoping you were like lead it and I would be like, rah, 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 rah. but at that moment, all of us collectively did not remember the words. And then here we were. And then here we were. Okay, so what are your top three Christmas songs? Um, so also Christmas wrapping. Christmas wrapping is fantastic. I was actually going to ask the restaurant to play Christmas wrapping for when you were coming in, but then too many people were there, and I just forgot. It's okay. Sorry. It's okay. Because I know you love that song. It's a great song. Um, Rock and Roll Christmas by George Thorogood, and if I were to think about it right now. And then I might add to this later. Let's say Little Saint Nick by the Beach Boys. That's a good one. I also, honorable mention is Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree by Brenda Lee. That's a, that's a classic. Yeah, that next week, because I do love that song too. I know. it. All I remember, all I think about is Home Alone. You know, in Home oh, Alone, where right. he like has the Michael Jordan on the train, and he's like pretending to make the people dance because he wants to make it look like he had they're like having a big party and they're all home, so the the uh, wet bandits don't come in. Were they? The, yes, they're the wet bandits in the first one, then the sticky bandits in the second one. Okay, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. That's right. So speaking of Christmas and songs and um celebrations we are doing single all the way which is available on netflix and the rating for this one which i think is pretty appropriate is tv pg yes i think that is very appropriate i still don't know how last week they hit us with that ma and i was like where are you coming from don't don't understand that don't understand that at all so um no nominations for this um, but I will mention here that this was released on December 2nd. So this was released like about a week ago, about a week ago. 
I just saw that coming. Actually, not even five days ago from when we're recording, because this is we're just December seventh today. Oh, you're correct. Yes, you are correct. So, so you're thirty days and thirty days, thirty years and five days old. Why? Thank you. We'll count it down for the rest. I expect an update weekly of how how old I am. You are thirty Good. days and two weeks old. And you want me to tell you? Yes. Good. Excellent. Yes. Thank you. I, Thank you I for get, this new responsibility that I have. Yeah, you know, I felt like you were uh, didn't have a lot going on at the moment right now. So <laughs> <laughs> I think you need something new to do, which is remind me every weekly how old how I am. Old you are. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Another thing to my, my cute little to-do list. <laughs> Peter thinks he found the love of his life when he's lied to after a three-month relationship, which puts him back into an old pattern. So he takes his friend and roommate, Nick, back home for the holidays. What Peter thinks will be a pretend relationship turns into something much more real by the day. So let's get into our characters. As Christina said, our main characters, Peter, played by Michael Yuri. Yes, that is that dude from Ugly Betty. That is the guy from Ugly Betty. Oh. Did you ever watch Ugly Betty? I did, but I didn't put that together. I was like, why does that guy's face look so familiar? You ferment ugly Betty. Get out of here, Michael Yuri. Um, <laughs> Peter is a creative director for a social media marketing company who lives in L.A. and is notoriously single. He lives with his best friend, Nick, played by Philemon Chambers. Uh, the pair meet on their first day in L.A. and pretend to be a couple to get a discount at the gym membership, and they have been friends ever since. They both buy, fly back to New Hampshire to spend time with Peter's family. Let's get into Peter's family. So we have Peter's mom, Christmas Carol, played by Kathy and Jimmy, who we know. Well, okay, we've never talked about it on this podcast, but Hocus Pocus. Come on. Also, yes. also, also, Sister Act. Hello. Come on. Oh, yeah. Kathy and Jimmy. She's fantastic. Um, we have Peter's dad, Harold, played by Barry Bostick. Um, and then we have Peter's two sisters. We have Lisa, a.k.a. Jocelyn. If you Okay, yeah. I've had her as a vet, just in case. What? I had her, I because I added vets to the list. I wasn't sure if you... Yes. This is the, her, it's played by Jennifer Robinson, Robertson, who is the actress who plays Jocelyn from Schitt's Creek. Um, just a little bit of a different hairstyle, this, uh, this movie. <laughs> and then we have Ashley, played by Melanie Leishman. Um, Lisa has two meddling teenage daughters, Sophia, played by Alexandra Beaton, and Daniela, played by Madison Bridges. Uh, Carol sets Peter up with her spin instructor and local ski bunny James, played by Luke McFarlane. And we also have the wacky Broadway-obsessed aunt, Aunt Sandy, played by Jennifer Coolidge, who we literally were just talking about in Promising Young Women. Yep. Yeah. Woman. Why do I keep saying women? Promising Young Woman. Um, Do we have any other vets? No, those are the two that I had. Okay. So let's get into this climax. Lisa's daughters are determined to get Peter and Nick together for this holiday season. By stealing a ladder from Nick as he is on a roof, he admits that he has feelings for Peter, and they demand that Nick get Peter a gift. Peter comes to many realizations on this trip to New Hampshire. First is that he wants to move back to New Hampshire to be close to his family. Uh, We get to the Christmas pageant that was built up this entire movie. And uh, uh, after the Christmas pageant, Nick admits to Peter that he's in love with him. Peter is taken aback and wonders why Nick was pushing him to date James while he had these feelings for him. 
Also, Peter shuts it down very quickly by saying he doesn't want to ruin Nick and his friendship. Um, Peter then goes and gets drinks with James afterwards and realizes that he is meant to be with Nick because he kind of pushes James to go to move to L.A. while they were doing like a marketing campaign. It's very it's not important details, but just extraneous material for this movie. So Peter realizes he's meant to be with Nick. Nick is making a big gesture to get back on a plane, but right before he gets on a plane, there's a last-minute task rabbit assignment because he's a task rabbit. Uh, Peter finds Nick at an old hardware store, and Nick reveals that his Christmas present to Peter is to rent out this hardware store for a year as his dream plant store, and Nick used the book money be that he has been saving up that Peter always said, you know, you're saving it for a rainy day. Why don't you use it? And Nick says, well, you know, perhaps I was saving it for a snowy day and it starts snowing outside. So this is the end of the climax and I'm handing it back over to you, Christina. After they exchange a kiss, there's a cut shot to Nick and Peter at Peter's house opening presents on Christmas morning with everyone's Signed presents, I guess is the best way that I could put it. Simon and Sam have one more present to open, and it's Nick's new book with a surprise ending. Peter, Emmett, and Nick all move to New Hampshire, but for realsies. And then everyone cries and claps. And then after the credits start rolling, it's a cut shot to our pal Kevin the Snow Guy. Snow Guy. Kevin the Snow... Plow Guy. Plow Guy. There you go. <laughs> singing more Christmas songs. End. Finn. The fun will never stop. The fun will never stop. So I have a feeling that like all of these websites just hate Christmas movies because okay. once again, I feel like all of the the, 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 the tropes of the genre were there. Mm -hmm. But IMDb gave it a 6.3 out of 10 and the meta score on Metacritic was a 49 and the user score was a 6.2. So the critics rated this higher than Love Hard, if we want to just compare apples to apples. Okay. The critics gave this a 63%, but the audience rated a 72%. But I will say that because this came out on December 2nd, there were considerably less reviews for this movie. So I think that there is more time for this movie to be raised in the audience review score. That's true. It's mm -hmm. fresh. It's fresh. It's fresh. So I actually went to Metacritic for a rating, and it's from Gun. Don't hurt yourself there. I'm not going to say it again. I'm, I'm teacher mode. I'm saying it one time. <laughs> this review came out when the movie came out on December 2nd, 2021. It's titled Single All the Way. Cliche and predictable, but hellova entertaining and fun. I don't think this person knows how to use the word hellova, but that's fine. The comedic parts are subtle and endearing. The casting was perfect. I also noticed there was no antagonist. Cute. And I picked this review because, yeah, I was thinking that too. There is no bad guy here. I think this person wrote this review on Rotten Tomatoes as well, because I saw basically the same exact review on Rotten Tomatoes that mentions that there's no antagonist. Was it in parentheses? Yes. Okay. Same so exact review. Person, same person. Did you pick that review? No, I did not. Oh, I, I thought crazy. about Part of me thought about picking it, which is pretty crazy. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but yes, there is no antagonist in the movie. And I think that it's nice. It's refreshing. I think it's interesting because, well, sure, nice and refreshing. I do get that. But it, you were still able to create like that problem solution kind of situation without having a bad guy. So it was an, it was an interesting take. Yeah, absolutely. So I picked a review. This is four and a half out of five stars. And when looking through the handful of reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, I feel like a lot, I was very impressed that like a lot of people gave this high, high reviews. I only saw a few low reviews. So uh, this says, of course, it's contrived, predictable. That's what these films are for. To watch three out of, three out gay lead actors in, in a love interest performed by three out gay actors produced and marketed to a mainstream audience is something special. Can't believe it took t- took to 2021, but oh well. I thought that the leads had believable chemistry, if formulaic. Hallmark Lifetime movies are not my genre, but these th- this may be my favorite film of 2021. That's a that's a. This is your favorite film of 2021. All right, moving on. Um, it's. Uh, it's such a comfort to watch a central gay character be themselves without having to slog through the coming out drama or the my family doesn't approve of me trauma and get down to a mainstream winter holiday festive Xmas movie. I like how they just threw everything into one, one big word. There was no spaces <laughs> between winter holiday festive Xmas movie. I can have I, I I can have this movie on with my kids and senior parents where I don't have to explain anything. Jennifer Coolidge was fine in a part obviously written for her, but this isn't her best role parentheses roles. So a lot of things I you know we talked about this in the last uh, podcast episode for Love Hard. Yes, these movies are pretty predictable. And they are borderline, you know, we can't put them fully in like the Hallmark Lifetime movie uh, genre, but it's like kind, it's toying on the edge, but it's fine. You know, it's something light. It's something just, you know, to th- it's, it's happy. It's jovial. It's, it's, you know, the holiday season and it's fantastic. Um, but I did want to use this to segue into my low which was Jennifer Coolidge. When I found out that she was going to be in this, I was excited. And then she walked in and I was like, what is wrong with her? Like, her role was terrible. Like, I don't know how it was so bad, but it was so bad. Like, the one part where she comes in in the taxi and she's supposed to be drunk, but she's acting like she's like a fake Russian. I didn't understand that part whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so, all right. So I, I had said that the humor was good. I said that, um, well, oh, I said I liked the, the sweaters. Which sweaters in particular? Um, I really liked the one that Nick was wearing that was like reddish brown and green when they were like swapping the Christmas trees. Yes, yeah, I love that. That was good. That was good. Also, Peter I, had a really great jacket when they bought the real Christmas tree where it was like the... It was like a herringbone, but it had like a fur collar on it, but it wasn't like long. It was like a shorter bomber jacket cut. I thought it was great. Oh, oh, okay. Yes, 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 yes. So I had put also Aunt Sandy is a lunatic and I can't tell if this is a high or a low. That's how I phrase it. And I I do have to say one more thing. 
am I wrong to think that Lisa is an overdone version of Jocelyn shit? Yeah. Yeah. So okay. a, a lot to unpack there. A lot to unpack there. So before we get into, you know what? Let's talk about Lisa. Did first. you? I'm sorry. Did you have any more lows? Did oh, I, oh like... I did. Oh, I did. We have much okay. more to go through. So okay. Lisa, some I couldn't get Jocelyn out of my mind, and I think that's just unfortunately like that's her voice. Like I feel like she can't really like just to hear her speak. You immediately think Jocelyn. And I felt like I was watching, I, my mind wanted to think that she was Jocelyn, but she wasn't. And I felt like some of her lines did fall a little flat. Like when she was spilling stuff on James because they were trying to like, and then she tried to like blame it on Peter. And she just said like, and I can't even, and like walked away. I don't know. Something about that fell flat to me. Um, Mm -hmm. Jennifer Coolidge bothered me this movie. I don't know why. The Christmas pageant had so much potential to be funny, and I think it was boring. It was a waste of a comedic moment because nothing happened during it. And I felt like the two nieces were boring too. Like, they were a complete waste of a comedic moment. Like, they had kind of no personality, and they could have been more meddling, like, really played into that trope of, like, two meddling nieces, but they didn't. They were just kind of, like... So deadpan. Like, they did they even smile the whole friggin' movie? I honestly don't know, now that I think about it. It, it was a big waste. So, those are my lows. The saving grace in this movie, in my opinion, was Kathy and Jimmy. I think that she was so funny. Like, she overshadowed Jennifer Coolidge because she was hysterical. Like, having the signs when she they mentioned that... Oh, yeah. she, she has the first of all calling herself Christmas Carol is hysterical. Second of mm-hmm. all, the signs, and then like once you realize like she does cr- cutesy Christmas signs. If you look at every scene in her house, there is always yes. a sign in the background with a mm-hmm. cutesy saying. And if that's not the most mom thing and something that's been made fun of all the time, I think that that's fantastic. Um, also, a big high for me was the amount of wine that they drank throughout that movie was incredibly <laughs> accurate. Incredibly accurate. Accurate. Was it perhaps a little bit pandling? P- pandling. I was it perhaps a little bit pandering to their millennial crowd that is like the audience that's watching this movie. Yes, but I'm also here for it. Pander away to me. I do have one more thing that I want to say. Okay. I did. I, I do. I will say I did like this movie. I like the movie too. Yeah. Um, James is a good guy, right? Yeah, James is a good guy. Yeah, but I want to hate him. Why? <laughs> oh no! Because he looks like Tom Brady. <laughs> oh my god, that's a stupid reason to hate. Oh, it come is a on. stupid reason. But I was like, why does this guy aggravate me? And then I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. (laughs) 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 Got more and more aggressive in your head. I was like, this can't be. This is, oh, come on, Christina. Get it together. It's me. I know it's on me. You know? I know. I know, you know? I thought he was handsome. I mean, listen, I don't particularly like Tom Brady, but you can't deny that the man is handsome. Christina's going to deny it. Okay, Move, moving right along. I feel like Christina's looking at me like, 
I, like I betrayed her. Like I threw yes, her firstborn into worst the worst maid of honor ever. <laughs> now you're the worst maid of honor ever. If you're looking at me like I <laughs> you threw... are the maid of dishonor. Oh my gosh! Fire me! Fire me! Then podcast over. It's been a great run, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> that was a quote from Bridesmaids. Did you get it? Wait, which one? He goes. So you're like the maid of dishonor. Oh yes. Yes, the the police officer says that to her, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Snack, Snack break. break. So what'd you eat? Christina. Danielle. What is my number one snack? Popcorn. Yes. And what have I not been able to eat for months because I have holes in my mouth? Popcorn. And what did I finally get to eat while watching this movie? Popcorn. Exactly. I am back hey. on my popcorn bullshit, everyone. Feels great. <laughs> Put that on a t-shirt. I am back on my popcorn bullshit. <laughs> yes. Cut and print, everybody. Yeah. I sent Nick to the store the other day and he came back with popcorn. I'm like, you know what? It's time. It is it, time. It is time. <laughs> So I didn't really eat anything while I was watching it. I just watched this. Like I came home from work and I was like, Otis, we're watching a Christmas movie. (laughs) Shut up. Let's go. For those of you who are new to the podcast, Otis is not my fiance. He is my dog. (laughs) (laughs) But I did tell you that we had a social for like a holiday social for the students at work where I had like buffalo chicken, like wonton quiche things. I ate a half a donut. There was like an Asian-esque kind of salad and like more things that I can't think of right now. But I ate those things at a holiday. So we have like a holiday thing for students. Mm Mm-hmm. Remember the students, so I ate all those things, and then I came home and watched the movie. So I had my snack break before I started watching the movie. Ah, so you, I mean, yeah, that's that's good. You, sometimes you got to prep, got to be have a full stomach. You can't you, you can't start watching a movie on an empty stomach. Correct. Yeah. So Your expectation. I thought that I watched the trailer for this, and then I started watching the movie, and I thought that Nick and Peter were going to be childhood friends that like moved to LA together and because it seemed like his parents really knew who Nick was. Um, that's why when Nick got to New Hampshire, I thought it was weird that he had never met Aunt Sandy before and they were talking about the Christmas pageant and Aunt Sandy and who she was because I thought that they were childhood friends and if they were childhood friends, she, he would know who Aunt Sandy is. But then, you know, they tell the story of how they met and I then, like, understood everything. Um, was this movie predictable? Yes, but I'm fine with it. I'm really yeah. more upset that they really took big things happening in the movie and, like, missed big comedic moments, like the Christmas pageant, like the two nieces. Like, I would have done a lot more with those piece- two pieces as opposed... Like, the what's the craziest thing that those two nieces did? They pretended to be slutty and said that, like, Uncle Peter did it. It's not funny. Like, they, they could have done so much more. I, you know what? I agree. They annoyed me for most of the movie. Yeah. They really did. And I don't think they didn't annoy me in a good way, in a way where like a character is supposed to be annoying. I, it, it wasn't, it wasn't working. I couldn't I tell agree. if they were trying to be like tropes of like a Gen Z, like if they were trying to play into like, at like apathetic Gen Zers who are like just always on their phone. 
Yeah, but that's what they say about millennials. That's what they said about millennials too. So uh, yeah, but I don't know. I just give the. I wish that they had more personality because they they just nothing, nothing to me. Well, maybe they are Gen Zers if they have a lack of personality. Yeah, but you can't say that all Gen Zers have lack of personality. No, that's I'm not kidding. True. That's, not that's true. a thing that the generation that's older says about the generation that's younger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah Wasn't yeah, that the woman that works with you? <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. That was Angie. <laughs> so I, I think I was expecting to not like this movie, and I was expecting it to be a lot cheesier than it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't necessarily agree with the ratings. I probably would rate it a little bit higher, but it wasn't like this terrible cheese fest. Mm-hmm. So... I will say that. Do you, just a real quick question. Do you think that the two main characters had more chemistry than the two main characters in Love Hard? Absolutely. Okay, I agree. And maybe that's why I like this more. Yeah. You can ship them. Do you ship uh, Nick and Peter? I ship them. Okay, I'm glad that we we both ship them. It's a collective ship. ship them together. Yes. We'll make our paper boats and we'll put them in the lake and we'll ship them together. Right? That's how that works. No. That, that is That's not it. How that That's works. how it works in my head. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Did you have an IRL moment? I finally have two IRL moments. Woo! Look at me. First of all, I also talk to my plants. I call them my little plant friends when I water <laughs> them. And I say, hello, plants. How are you doing today? I remember to water you because I love you. And then they, they grow and grow and grow. And I'm so happy about it because I usually kill plants. So... That's number one. Number two, um, they uh, Peter's FaceTiming with his dad, and he's like, Dad, what does mom want for Christmas? And he goes, well, she t- she broke two wine glasses, so maybe get her wine glasses. And Peter asked, how did she break them? Wine. <laughs> I relate to that so hard. <laughs> if I knew, like, I have, I no longer drink out of stemmed wine glasses because I feel like I break them too easily, and so I have to go for stemless. And I remember. I remember when you first moved out and that was my housewarming gift to you was a set of four stemless wine glasses there because was... you were like, these are the only things I want now. Right over there, baby. Never broke them. <laughs> the stemmed wine glasses, forget about it. Actually, the saddest one that I ever broke was Nick's mom got us these really nice Christmas wine glasses and they were painted as candy canes. Um... Completely shattered one. So upset. I think that there was one left. I feel like we broke it too. Um, we, I say we, I probably broke it. We as in me. <laughs> me as I broke the wine glass. My IRL moment, well, I also talk to my plants, but I have had the real versus fake Christmas tree debate pretty much every year. And for those of you who are longtime listeners, you know that Danielle and I are team fake tree. Actually, can we tell them what just happened before we started recording this podcast? Oh, yeah. Okay. Really quick. Uh, I had a fake tree in my old apartment that I had space to put up my fake tree. And when I moved into my apartment after that, it would not fit. So it was stored in my parents' house. And then now that I'm in this new, new apartment, I have room for the tree. So I was like, huh, I wonder where my tree is. Oh, look at the tree, you know? So I was digging through my parents' house and I had my mom digging through the attic. And I was like, where the hell is this Christmas tree? I know I brought it from my apartment, my old, old apartment. How did I lose a six foot tall Christmas tree? 
and I hop on the Skype call with Christina and I'm like, oh, I like your tree. And she just goes, oh, it's yours. Do you want it back? I was like, God damn it. That's where the tree is. <laughs> Since you didn't ask for it, I said, I guess, Dave, go get the tree and we'll set it up here. It looks lovely. Thank you. It's yours. I'm so happy that I was able to locate the tree and not think that I just completely lost a tree out of thin air. That would be really, really sad. That would be impressive. That so would be impressive. Tree? You know wow. what? I would like to specify that we may be team fake tree, but I don't know about you. I am never a white Christmas tree. Never. Oh, no. Oh, no. What did you do? Did you go and buy a white tree? No, I did. I have your tree. Oh, right. Okay. Are you going to spray paint it white? No. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. um... I don't believe you. I happen to think that they are not that bad. Some of them look tackier than others. I will say that. I will never get a pink tree. No, that's horrible. Okay. But if I had to choose a color other than green, I might get a white tree to brighten up the the house. No. Mm-hmm. I'm not coming over. Yeah. I will switch out your white tree. I will I will pull a uh, I was going to say love heart a single all the way and I will go and uh, switch it out while you're not looking. I don't know, but like with some like warm, like lights that look almost gold and then like silver garland around it. So it's like silver and gold. And then like if the star is like silver and gold with the white, like it might look, it might look nice. I'm not saying I'd get one. I'm saying I'm not against it and they don't all look tacky. That's what I'm saying. I think, I think we're going to have to agree to disagree on this one. That's fine. Okay. That's, that's quite all right. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so whether you like real trees or fake trees or white trees or pink trees, I all of a sudden feel like Dr. Seuss. <laughs> Let us know by reaching out to us on Instagram at Hey It's Two Girls and Twitter at Hey It's Two Girls. I'm on Instagram and Stina. You can, I'm on Instagram and Stina. Let me try that again. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Classic Stina. You can tell me how much you love or hate white Christmas trees. Let her know. And you can tell Danielle how much you love or hate white Christmas trees at Danielle Kobianki exclusively on Instagram. Send us an email about your white Christmas trees at twogirlswatchtv at gmail.com. Two is spelled out T-W-O. Check out the blog, Beer, Coffee, Donuts, and the YouTube channel, Two Girls Drink Beer, where we will probably not be talking about white Christmas trees, but more about IPAs, Danielle's favorite thing to drink. Oh, absolutely. And that's it. We say with so much sarcasm, such a sarcastic undertone. That is it. That is it. And we did it all. So that's it. We did it all. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you next week. Enjoy your weekend. Do something festive, and maybe go look at a white Christmas tree. It is the festive season. It is festive season. And you got you got to keep the festivities going till February. Let's see how, how far we get. How long is that Christmas tree going to be up? How low can we go? <laughs> how low can we go? <laughs> All right, everyone. Bye. Bye. What's up?